Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to the latest episode of Bible Escapes in Discussion. Today, I am venturing back overseas, and I'm heading to the south of Holland, where I'm talking to photographer Mikael Lucas. Good evening, Mikael. Good evening, you and. Uh... Happy to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Yes, thank you very much. Obviously, most of you won't be able to see, but uh, Mikael in his background has got a photograph of the bridge in San Francisco, which is most definitely not local to him. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll let him off with that. So before we talk about Mikael's book, uh, I would love to know how you pronounce it, because I will probably pronounce it wrong. Uh, it, the Dutch way of saying it is uh, Hoge Venen. Hi, fans. Hi, fans. It's it's an uh, area in Belgium, and um, well, it's uh, several languages are spoken in this area. So you okay. can yeah. use the French, Hautfanyas, or German, Hoisven, or the Dutch, Hogevenen. Uh, so before we talk about Mikael's book, uh, Mikael, it would be great for you just to give us a, an introduction to yourself, to your photography, and to, to how you got interested in the subject. Yes, uh, I'll uh, try to uh, to give some background. Um, I'm a semi-professional photographer. I have a regular job as an ecologist working for a water board for a few days a week and besides that i spend as much time as i can uh, doing landscape photography yeah um shooting for myself or um giving workshops uh, lectures or guiding tours it's, it all started uh, as a kid when i uh, was very much into nature looking after birds and things like that and yeah. ending up in studying biology getting a degree in biology and i was taking pictures all of, through all of this time yeah. and uh, i was i was doing that mainly as a as a biologist i was a biologist photographer that's how i refer to it yeah because my my intention was to to find rare species and to get them in the frame as as large as possible yeah, that, that was my photography in these days. But this all changed, um, well, relatively late. It was uh, 2004, and I'd made uh, a large trip to the south of America, to Ecuador, to the Galapagos Islands. Lovely. And I'd, I'd been making a lot of images uh, on that trip. And after that, I thought, well, I, I want to do more with my photography. And I decided to to join a nature photography club. Yeah, it was in the same city where I was living, so it was very convenient. And uh, well, in that club, I I learned that there was a whole different approach of photography than what I was used to. It was more more like a creative or artistic approach of yep. uh, photographing nature. And well, it, I was really hooked. Uh, well, from from the moment I uh, I got there, yeah. So I I started from there as a generalist nature photographer. I did macro photography, uh, small wildlife, birds, uh, deer, uh, landscapes, all of it. Yeah. But I, I found out that I was not making much progress. And um, there was also a lot of uh, stress because of the choices I had to make. Okay. Every time I wanted to do uh, photography, I had to, to make a choice. What, what am I going to do? Am I going for landscape or am I going for yes. um, plants or whatever? Yeah, and so that that made me decide to to focus on only one uh, category, and it's it that became the landscape. Yeah. And I well, I decided uh, for landscape because it uh, I, I I have a tendency to to choose the not, not the easiest things. <laughs> 
And well, I, for, for me, the landscape had a lot of uh, challenges and, yeah. and that was uh, the reason to, to choose landscape. Um, Very good. And that obviously le led on to you publishing your book a few years ago now, I think it was, um, was. which which focused on the uh, things the area called the high fens and um, around yeah. Belgium, Holland, etc. Um, I suspect many people listening to this podcast will have never heard of or be aware of the high fens. So it'd be, it'd be great just to get, I suppose, a bit of a background to, and also what drew you to photographing this area. Because for anyone who's not seen Mikhail's work, it's the body of work that he's 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 uh, collated together is absolutely breathtaking. It runs through all seasons, uh, and it's uh, I think it's an area that most people will not have, will not have heard of or be aware of. But the work really truly really stunning, Mikael. So it'd be great just to understand what what drew you to this area and just a bit of a background about the area as well. Yeah, yeah. I told you that I was a biologist photographer and that I changed yeah. that, uh, that focus uh, yeah. in, in my photography. But um, well, I, I will always, there will always remain something of a biologist in me. Yes. And yeah. um, you, the, the, the thing is that I'm very much into the wild nature and wild uh, landscapes. And that's what I want to express in my landscape photography. Yeah. And in the Netherlands, it's it's a very difficult thing because we we are so so densely populated and we we have so so little nature. Yeah. And the nature we have is is, is not really had does not really have a wild character. Okay. So I I, I do have a local patch as as many photographers have yeah it's about 20 minutes drive and and i go there a lot and and it's the place where i've learned to to photograph the landscape yeah it is it is quite a small place but it it has the qualities to to suggest the wild landscape if yeah. conditions are right i can make the sort of images i want good yeah but it is not really a wild place and yeah. and that's that's the reason why I go to Belgium, to the place where I made the photographs for this book. Yeah. Because um, in in the eastern part of Belgium, there is a, there is this this high plateau. It's about six to seven hundred meters high, and it means that uh, well, it, it's also a very large area. It's yeah. much larger than the nature areas we have in in Holland. Okay. And well, these two things combined give it much more uh, wild uh, character than 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 what we can find here in in the Netherlands. Yeah, it's it's also uh, another aspect of of that area is is well, I, I mentioned it's about six six to seven hundred meters high, and it means for for you that's not very much, but but for us <laughs> lowlanders here in Holland and Belgium, it, it's quite a height. Yeah. And it's it brings with it um, a different climate. Yeah, very much. As so. you as you are, will be aware of, it, yeah. it, it 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 makes for a lot more rain, mists, and also uh, a lot of a lot more winter. Yeah, with snow and and ice. Um, if I go from a lot of winters when when I'm at home, and the temperature is just a few degrees above zero, yeah, I can drive to to the high fence to to belgium yeah and it's it's funny a, a lot of times it will also it will only be in in the last 10 15 minutes that that i'm driving from rain into snow okay i don't know if you've ever had this experience mm -hmm. yes of going to a place and 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 driving through the rain and just knowing not not for sure but knowing that there is a good chance that in the, the last 10, 15 minutes of your drive, you will see a change from rain to snow. Right. So it, 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 this area gives me the possibility to, to, to do a lot of uh, landscape photography in the snow. And that's, well, what I really like uh, to do. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's where I 
I think I started my photography there. I started to discover this area in 2006 yep. together with, with a good friend of mine, Theo Bosmo. Yes. He will, we will come back to him later in this uh, yeah. podcast. <laughs> but it was, uh, well, we, we became friends and it was uh, a thing uh, to, to discover this area together. Yeah. And um, at first it was uh, mainly in, in autumns that we went there to photograph the, the rivers that um, flow from this area. And, and, and yeah. on all sides of this high plateau are these small meandering rivers with, with boulders, with waterfalls, rapids, yeah. all kinds of things that we don't find in, in the Netherlands. But well, if I make this two hours drive, I can, you can see them. make these these images and especially in autumn yeah. with, with the colors, it, it's, it's really well, gorgeous. Really nice. Well, after a few years, I discovered that, uh, as I told you, that, that winter is also a great season for this, yeah. for this area. And after a few years, um, well, in, in the back of my head, this, this idea of a book developed. Very good. Yeah. And, um, well, it, it needed time to, to settle and to get myself convinced that it, well, that my photography was worth of a book. Yeah. Yeah. But do... there were some things that were important to, to come to that decision. Yeah. Um, in the first place, there was, uh, there was a moment uh, in the winter of 2015 when I discovered a very special place that I would call the, the burnt forest. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you'll recognize that from the, from the images in, yes. in the book. Yeah. It, it's really a, a, a stunning place because um, it's a stand of pines on, on, on these high plains. And there have been several nature fires coming okay. through that stand of pines. And it means that these pines are all very much damaged and yeah. um, they have uh, developed very whimsical shapes. And it's really uh, a magical place if there's snow. Yeah. And well, the best you can get is when it, the snow combines with mist. Yeah. And I've, I've, I've been going to that place for a lot of times to keep coming back and to, to well, to, to make new images, uh, yeah. to, to develop, yeah, to, to get better image, images, different images all the time. Yeah. And the images I made in this place, well, they were really well received. They, I, I got a lot of attention for these images when I shared them on social media and yeah. That sort of things. And well, it's interesting to, to mention that uh, in these days, Alistair Ben, you, you must know him. Yes. He, yeah. he still, he still had his white take net website. I don't mm -hmm. know if you remember this, but it was, uh, yeah. was a place where, where we all could share our images and he would, uh, every day he would choose his image of the day. Yeah. Well, several of my images of this place got elected there. Yes. And, and that's just the, for me, that was the small push I needed to, to yeah. get this idea in my head developing further. Yeah. I, I also got an invitation to, to give a talk on a Belgium nature photography festival about oh, this area, about yeah. my photography. These were all small things stimulating me to yeah to make that decision yeah and well finally it was um this talk would be in the year that i was going to uh, become 50 and it was also a big thing for me you know yeah. i think you're a bit younger than i am i maybe one or two years <laughs> but the moment i became 50 well just just, just uh, it makes you think differently about yes. yeah. uh, about life. Yeah, it's it's not. Um, you start more like looking back, and 
thinking about um, well, if if there's some things that I want to do in my life, I Now's the can't time. postpone them for, yeah. forever. So this this magical fifty was was the the decisive um, thing for me to do to decide to to produce the book. Yeah, and of course it was. Um, um, an inspiration was also my friend Theo Bosboom, yeah, yeah, who had who had already published a book a few yes. years before me, yeah. And well, of course, uh, being friends and seeing him doing that. doing this book, and uh, well, the, that inspired me as well. Absolutely, it's all these, it's all the wee small moments that just combine and all just give you the motivation and the. They, they give you the encouragement to know that, yeah, the work yep. has been well received and there is there is interest in the work. And I think it's great that you go through the full year cycle so that you can see yeah. this the same part of the land in the different seasons. And it really tells a, tells a lovely yeah. story. Um, throughout yeah. throughout the throughout the seasons and what I'm sure did, did whether once you decided to make the book were there a lot of images or times of year that you then started going to photograph knowing that you were maybe going to do a book covering the whole year or yeah it's a good good question <laughs> <laughs> thank you um, when I decided to to make the book um, I had uh, I had a, a large body of work about autumn yep. and winter. <laughs> so uh, there was still work to be done, and yes. I had one year to to do it. Right. So just uh, one spring, one summer, summer season, to 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 get the complete um, look of yep. of this area of all yep. seasons. Yeah. So that, that meant uh, a lot of work, uh, but yeah. it was also uh, it was also a very very good experience for me. Yeah. I, because yeah. Um, if if you have this you have this uh, dot on the horizon. I don't know if that's English, yeah. but that's the way we we say it in in Holland. It, it it's it's very stimulating to yeah. to work towards that. You, you know. What you want to achieve, yeah, and it means that you will, well, make a lot of effort to to yeah. to, to get to yeah. that point. That, that's it. You've got a deadline in mind. You know what the deadline is, and you just you just need yeah. to work and, and get it done. And I suppose you, I suppose when you are approaching spring and summer, you've got the added benefit that you will already know the area so well. You will know yeah. the landscape so well. So you will have a. I, I would imagine you'd have had an excellent idea of where would work better in spring and where would work better in summer. So you, you've kind of got, you've got that inside knowledge already of, of the landscape that you're shooting, just albeit at a different time of year. Yeah, that helps a lot, uh, as you say, but uh, of course there's also a lot still to, to find out. To, yes. to, yeah. For instance, to, to know the, the correct characteristic flowers of, of the region. Yeah. That are interesting to to landscape photographers yes. like the the bog asphodel. Um, there's another one I don't know the English name of, but well, there's some flowers that that are very interesting, with, which appear appear in, in in large numbers and are very interesting to to landscape photographers. So so that's yeah um, situations that you have to uh, research and to yes. to try. Yeah, and one of the, well, one one of the very interesting experience was the, um, it's the yellow daffodils, I think, which which grow in the wild. Yeah, very early in the year in in, in this area, and um, well, in this year that that I was making my spring images. Yeah, I'd been. To the area a few times to to photograph these uh, these daffodils and then it became the end of April and um, there was snow, snow. forecasted <laughs> so I knew I knew that um, that the daffodils were, were already in in bloom yes and so that was a great moment for me to 
to yeah. know that there was going to be snow on those flowering uh, daffodils yeah. and yeah. Uh, i was able to well for me it's a very special image to 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 have these flowering yellow flowering uh, daffodils in in a snow landscape so. yeah beautiful shots and i also love the combination of the 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 wider landscape shots but also the intimate detail shots that you've included as well which i think are just lovely touches um throughout the book there's some really lovely beautiful detailed shots that you've included which i think gives a really nice flow to the whole body of work going thank through thank you i there was a deliberate choice to uh, to to get some diversity in, in, in the book yeah and not just uh, the one wide landscape after the other yeah so that was uh, it, it it's it doesn't come naturally to me these close-up images yes. but I knew I had to make an effort to to get a more interesting book yep. and well there are really some of them I'll, I'll come back to the, to that later in this podcast. Um, some of them are 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 my favorites. Uh, belong to my favorite images. Very good. It's yeah. very satisfying and gratifying. Uh, absolutely, it's it's always nice to push yourself to do something slightly different. That it's out with maybe what you you would normally photograph yourselves, but when you when you see the results, it can be incredibly satisfying and rewarding as well. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think it just adds to the whole the whole body of work as well. And um, yeah, I, I find I find it is, is really, really interesting because it's an as I said, it's an area I I've never heard of. But you can you can feel as though you can live there because you can you're imagining and you're seeing you're seeing how the landscape changes as you work through as you work through the calendar year i can see immediately why you're drawn to winter and autumn in particular in particular winter because some of the snow yeah. landscapes which is really my thing as well they're just they're just uh, they're just stunning and to be honest once we're able to travel again i'm going to i'm going to come over um, and uh, if you let me know when there's going to be one mist and two snow, then I'll come over for for I'll come over for that weekend and, and grab some oh, that's shots. That's a great idea. That's a great um, idea. But, but if there's no mist and no snow, I'm not coming. <laughs> there's so much mist and snow over here. It's, uh... Is there? Sure. And yeah. it, and it's, it's it's really nice because looking through looking through the autumn shots as well. There's there's a number of the shots, particularly under, in under the woodland areas of just the the beautiful burns and the flowing water that reminds me very much of some areas in Scotland, particularly up in Perthshire and in particular in autumn, where you just really get those lovely autumn colours with just under the, yeah. under the trees and the water. So that's interesting that you say this uh, the way you say it, because I, in in my experience, uh, these are the shots that well they're they're um sorry I'm searching for my english <laughs> yeah, no. they define they define the the area the the, yeah. the sort of area that you're into and that you will be able to find in other countries as well yes. yeah so i think these these intimate shots the these close-ups they're well they have a much broader appeal i think yeah. than than the wider landscape yes shots yeah, which are very much because it's, yeah. It it it's what you recognize as, as you as yes. you say. Yeah. Because you have similar uh, places yes. and yes. Yeah, that that's it. Whereas the wider landscape shots are very much the high fence. You you know you're in that area as opposed to the close up shots where it lets your imagination run wild and you can relate to it in your in your home territory effectively, yeah. no matter where you photograph. And of course, these uh, small-scale images they are much more personal as well. Yeah, these are the images that you will probably never seen uh, see made by someone else. You know. Yes. Whereas the, the wider landscapes, there there is uh, a lot of uh, copying and yeah, um, yeah lookalikes and yes, um, yeah, the, the intimate like the intimate shots. They change every day when you when you've got the nice yep. the nice shots of the leaves and the water. It's like, 
once you've taken that shot and the leaves have moved on, that will never be repeated again. The, the, that, that element of the landscape has changed. And yeah, the, the, the collection of work, I, I can only imagine you must have had a lot of images photographed before you had to narrow it down to a, a coherent body of work or, and how difficult was that? Um, it is, uh, it is difficult to, to, to get the good flow in, in, in yep. the book. Yeah. And, um, it's difficult to, to, to make choices from what to include or, or not to include in, in the book. And, um, well, I, I, I had someone to, to help me with that yeah. A book designer. Yeah, he helped me with uh, with image selection to to get uh, well images that work together as a group. Yes. Um, yeah, and also getting the right amount of um, images. Well, diversity from from yeah. the wider to to the more intimate. Yeah. And, and covering the various. Uh, the covering the different seasons as well so it's not a book full of autumn and winter and there are, there is actually <laughs> there is actually some spring and summer as well indeed indeed and, and are there are, are there some images that are personal favorites or have special stories connected to that maybe spurred on the project yeah i'll i'll, I'll have a look for you cool, very good yeah <laughs> Of course, of course, there is some uh, some special images. I want to start with uh, this one on page thirty-three. Yes, That's the <laughs> exactly the page I was exactly the page I had opened up at. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Well, this is well, this is the special place I, I talked about before. Yes. It's the the burnt the burnt forest. Yeah. Uh, well, it's really magical. Those uh, the shapes that the, the pines get in uh, from from those fires. Yeah. And well, it's it's strange, but but it was the um, the first time that I uh, visited this place. It it was really it was not easy to find, and it really takes uh, quite a hike to to get there. Yeah through a thick layer of, of snow and mud and yeah. things like that. And usually I, I need several visits to, to get good images out of yeah. an area. But this is, this is from my first visit and it shows a, a row of pines yeah. uh, with very whimsical shapes. And uh, I often look for, for a grouping of trees to, yeah to make a shape yes. together. And well, here in this uh, image, it, it's, I think it's the, the diagonal that connects the, the top of the trees, yeah. which gives them a, a togetherness and uh, a, a shape as, as, as a group. So the interesting thing is that uh, that I've not been able to to repeat to to make new versions versions of this image, right? Because okay. every time I visit, one other tree has has broken down and um, oh dear, oh. so it's not the same. It, it's really a temporary thing, and uh, well, I wonder how long the place will survive and be be interesting for for yeah. photographers. No, it's a it's a beautiful shot and. I, I love the, the dark outlines of the trees as well, just with the nice big patch of snow going up the middle of the trunk as well. And as you say, it's the unique shapes of them all are just, they're just, just beautiful. And the mist really, really helps. It just separates everything off really nicely. Yeah. So yeah, yeah when, when I come across, if you could just get conditions like that, that would, that would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really happens a lot of times. Uh, yeah. If if there is snow, there is also a good chance of uh, of mist. mist. Yeah, yeah. There's another image on. It's a favorite. It's, it, it's also on the cover. It's it's on page forty two. Yeah. Okay. Forty two. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. This is a well intimate yes. landscape. It's uh, it shows some 
um, melting ice on yeah. a fan. And you can see the well the different colors in, in the melting yeah. ice from, from dark blue to yellow brownish. Yes, yeah. And uh, well, I like that um, those color gradations. Yeah. And on the upper and lower part of the image, um, the fan is is bordered by some, some tufts nice of more grass. Yeah. They're more grass is also a plant that's really special to me that I do yeah. a lot of photography on. Okay. But I, um, well, it, it, they make uh, for, for interesting shapes in, in this image, yeah. Yeah. especially on the other side of the, of the fan. Yes. The tufts are like small islands in, yeah. in the fan with, with snow on them. And well, Everything together, I think it's a, it's, it's it quite works, pleasing. It works, yeah, it works really arrangement. Nicely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, I really like the shot as well, and I, I also like the contrasting image and the other on page forty three as well. I think that the nice, the, the the two images work really well together with just a beautiful intimate deed shot, and then something that's just a bit wider out that really puts it into yeah. perspective and puts it into its its place in the landscape. Yeah. They're actually not very far from uh, from yeah. each other. Yeah. There's another favorite on page 52, 53. 52, 53, yeah. Yeah, very nice. I call this, um, yeah, snowstorm, uh, a river in snowstorm. <laughs> yeah, nice original title. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Well, I, for to me, this is uh, this is the perfect landscape. It has the yeah. really wild character that I like. It has yeah. a, a running river, which which, which um, well, it's it's a spread image actually. Yes. It's a panoramic uh, yeah. format, and and well, this small river, it's a, a headwater. It's, it's the high part of the okay. river flows through it uh, in, in a nice diagonal yep. leading up to a large fur on, on the left left side of the image it's a good focus point yes yeah and that's it's nicely balanced by a group of birches on, on the right side of the image yeah and I think that everything is is really uh, working well uh, together very yeah. harmoniously and and still it there's there's a lot of energy yeah in the image. It, yeah. It's it's the running water, the dark running water. It's the well, the the the, the driving snow. You can see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. That it, it's a rare situation to <laughs> to find. Yeah. 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 But it's it's well, really really happy with this image. Yeah, it's really nicely balanced, and I love the contrast between the firs on the left hand side and and the the bare birches on the right-hand side as well. It just gives a really nice balance to the image with the dark river, the dark line of the river yep. running diagonally through. Love, as, yeah, lovely shot. Really nice. Yeah. And then I'll, I have one more. One more. The last one. Yeah. On page 124. 124, okay. It's um, more like a close-up shot oh yes yeah lovely Ooh, very nice it's um actually just the path that i was walking on and yeah. it shows some um some tree roots which yeah. which surface and are naked and they yeah. are they have very whimsical shapes and they go yeah. all through the image and yeah. between those roots, you see, uh, well, some some autumn leaves. Yes, lovely colors. And well, it's the 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 challenge is to to get a good harmonious composition, a good spread of all the uh, yes. roots. Yeah. So it's nicely balanced and um, interest in in all parts. Yeah, and it's. Uh, yeah, it's an image like I just said that that you'll never see repeated. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it feels very much like it's 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 my personal image, you know, and it's it's very yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's it's an image that you saw, and only you will ever see that. Yeah. That that it won't be repeated. And yes, as you say, it's 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 lovely. It's really nice, lovely tones. And yeah, the autumn leaves and the autumn color is really nice, and just reminds me of the autumn color in Scotland as well. Um, which again, it's yeah. it reminds you of walking through your own woodland and the local woodland to you. And I, th I think it's a wonderful thing when you can begin to relate to somewhere that you know you know yourself. But uh, but oh yeah, it's it's a it's a fantastic collection of uh, fanta fantastic collection of of work from. An incredible area that I think it's uh, quite incredible that uh, yeah. exists um, uh, so high up relative to you lowland people in uh, in Holland. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so and how did you did you enjoy the process of curating the images and and selecting the images that you wanted to to include? And did you run it past friends likes of Theo to get there? their feedback and their input in terms of how you thought the flow of the, the book worked. Yeah, I did. I, I worked with uh, book designer uh, yeah. Rene Alblas. Um, and um, of course, I, I had a lot of discussions and um, yeah. sessions with, with Theo as well to, to get the, well, the general idea of the, of the book. Yes, yeah. But well, in the end, of course, it's, it's only my uh, my first book, and there's so much to to learn. You, Absolutely, you really need you really need all the help you can uh, get. Yeah. But uh, but I there's there's a lot to say about it. I I, I think I I'm quite happy with it. Yep. And I also see a lot of things that could be improved, and uh, I'm looking forward to. Uh, to a next book, which, yep. which I hope will will be there in a few years. Very good. Um, but the interesting thing as well is that I've I photographed this area for for over ten years to to make the book. Yeah. But I'm 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 not done there yet. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I don't think any There's of us are ever still, done with an area. Yeah. Still, so much to to find as as the area changes. As yeah. if you change yourself as a photographer, you develop yes, yourself. You get other view at, at the landscape. So yeah. that's. Um, I, yeah. I, I've been there a lot of times this winter uh, as well. Nice snow. Yeah. Good snow. Yeah, we had some good snow good in snow. in Holland as well. Right. Yeah. I didn't Down have it. to go far, but it was only a week in the Netherlands and. This area has a few more weeks to uh, yeah to enjoy the snow yeah but I, th I think I think with with anything you do it's like as you say it's it's only your first book but you learn through the process and no doubt when you produce your next book you will learn more from that and then when you look to produce your third book everything just begins to to improve and um, I think yeah. each time you do it you always learn and you you'll pick up different thing different ways of doing things and I think also the the style of book one selects depends maybe on the project that you're you're working on. Some some projects maybe deserve a, a, a bigger format book or a smaller format book as well. But um, but as a as a first as a first book, it's yeah. I think anyone would be delighted with it. I certainly would be delighted with it. As you as you see, you always look back and you think mm, I would like to have maybe changed this or that. But but it's it's a great it's a great body of work. And um, as I say, it's it's. And I also enjoy seeing all your images on social media, and it it always makes me want to come and visit and explore a new area. Um, so it's it's always thank great you, from, very kind. Yeah, it's it's always great from that from that perspective. But uh, obviously, I like to talk about books and other books, so I'd be really interested to know what are your favourite books from other photographers. <laughs> uh, we briefly talked about this, so one choice won't be a surprise to anyone because, frankly, it's. It generally appears in about every second episode, but and I can probably guess maybe one of the other books. So I'm looking forward to hearing what what the what maybe the, the third and fourth yeah. choices are. Yeah, yeah. Let me start out with with the obvious. Uh, um, it's Paul Wakefield. Yeah, it's uh, the, landscape. the landscape. Yeah, it's uh, you can't uh, you can't go. I can't go past it. It's it's just. Uh, well, it's so much in, in, into my, um, yeah, well, in, into my, I don't know how to express this in English, but 
I feel very much for 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 this book. It's the yeah. sort of book I'd like to be able to to, to make. I think most people would love to be able yeah. to make a book of, of that of yeah. that quality. I think, to be honest, if most people could produce one image to that quality, I would uh, I would rest easy. Yeah. But yes, it's a it's an it's an absolute beautiful book, and it's an incredible it's an incredible body of work. It's a big book to fit on one shelf, but it's definitely worthy of a place. I think on any on any photographer's shelf, if you like, it stands one. out in in size and yes. in many other things. Absolutely. And, uh, I just went through it today, and um, well, just to say that that there is never uh, any um, shouting in this book. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's all it's all very uh, subtle and yeah. uh, subdued, and um, no um, crying colors or uh, yeah. contrasts. Yeah, it's um, it just... well, it's. It flows great. so well. Yeah, there's just such a there's such a nice, easy flow to the whole book, and you can just work your yeah. way through. And as you say, nothing's you, you don't. And the grouping with... of the images is also yeah. is also yeah. very very well done. He has so so many uh, parts sections with with images which are in, in in the same category. You know, in the same yeah. feel, look and feel. Yes, it's um, yeah, it's it's, a... it's, re- it's really nice looking at the the grid he's got at the back of his book of each section just to see the, yeah. the, the images within each section and you can just immediately see how well they all work together and how tonally and subject matter they all just fit there's nothing that's there's nothing that stands out and as, as being out of place um, and I, th- I think it's yeah testament absolutely to to the quality of uh, of paul's work yeah well then, um, the second. Yep. You, maybe you can uh, guess uh, that as well. It's it's uh, it's called "Shaped by the Sea" yep. by my good friend Theo Bosboom. Yep. It's his uh, third book. Yeah. Um, and for me, it's it's his best. And, right. Uh, I think that he he's he's really. Uh, reaching a worldwide audience with, with, with this book. Yeah. And I think it's, um, it's very well deserved. Yeah. What I'm, what I'm mo- most um, admire in this work is the, um, the originality, the, the creativity. That's, yeah. uh, every, every image in this book is, um, well, it's fresh. It's, it's new. It's, creative it's it's the sort of image that you've never seen before you know yeah. that that's and, and yeah. i know that that's how he works yeah he has a, a very strong focus on uh, well things that are uh, that are new and yeah. are different and um, he does it very deliberately i think and that's it's a very good choice because it's uh it, it has earned him a lot of credits yeah. and awards and uh yeah great I, I, reviews yeah. i remember i remember hearing theo talk at the on landscape conference and yeah it was really yeah. really really impressive to see his work um, and really impressive to hear him talk about it as well yeah very very nice So it's not not just because he's he's a friend, but it's just uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's no no doubt for me that he is he's one of the the greatest yeah. uh, nature photographers of of, of this area. It's, um, yeah, it's also by his uh, results in yeah in in the the best competitions. Um, yeah. he is so consistent and, yeah. and it's uh, amazing. Amazing. Very good. Next book. Number three um, is a recent purchase. Okay. You probably, I think he, he must have been mentioned before, Pete Dombrovskis. Oh, I've heard, I've heard the name mentioned, yeah. He's a Tasmanian photographer. He's no longer with us, but um, he's made several fantastic books. Yeah. This one's called In the Forest. Yeah, and um, well, I I love the the way he combines um, an artistic approach in his book. Yeah, with with a 
naturalistic and uh, conservationist approach. Yes. Yeah. Because he this book in Into the Forest, it, it's made um, he's made it together with with some scientists, I suppose, okay. who yeah. who uh, elaborate elaborate on the well on, on the more biological yeah. uh, knowledge yeah. about forests. And it, it goes very well together with his um, his photography. Well, well yeah. with his fantastic uh, images of yeah. the interiors of, of the diverse types of forests you will find in uh, Tasmania. Nice. Lovely. Very nice. I'll love check to that. go there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll not be traveling there anytime soon, but maybe one day. Yeah. So then. I could choose. I could pick four, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, yeah. You 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 can pick. You can pick another one. I'll let you off with a fourth. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Number four, uh, in, in in no particular order, is uh, are the books by David Ward. I just just all of yeah. David Ward's books in general. Yeah, I think he has only two, isn't it? Uh, yeah, two, yeah, that yeah. I'm aware of. Yeah, but well, I. I'm always amazed by the images that he shares yeah. on social media or that, that we find in uh, magazines or, or yes. in his books, especially his, his, his close-up images of rocks and, yeah. and water Phenomenal. pools. It's, um, they're so incredibly well crafted. It's, yeah. uh, it's, 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 I can look for hours at, at, at these images. Yeah. But, but, what what there is more to to David Ward, and it it's the way that he he, he writes about um, yeah. about our um, landscape photography. Yeah, and that he is delving deep into it. Uh, besides, uh, behind all the technicalities that that you yeah. would want to know about it, and that he is all asking all the the questions, the why questions. And I, yeah, I, there's so much that I read in his books that I recognize, yeah. but that, that, that I was not really aware of. So I could find the words myself, you know? Yes. Yeah. You know, what you you mean. know this experience that someone else is, is putting into words the, the things that, that are already in your head. Absolutely. But, yes. And it's, um, it's, it's, it's a great quality. Yeah. to his work and, and his books and um, well I'm really impressed yeah yeah very very his, his work is really nice he's someone I would love to see produce a, another book I think it'd be great to see yeah. a nice big uh, big good hardback book of, of what of is he book. waiting for I don't know what he's David what, what are you waiting for <laughs> that, that's I don't know I don't know what he's waiting for but uh he shouldn't keep us waiting that much longer because I can only imagine it would be phenomenally uh, high in demand. I think from most landscape photographers, not just here in the UK but across across the world, because yeah, he's he's very well known, and as you see, the quality of his work, particularly a lot of his intimate, detailed shots, yeah. they're they're just they're just wonderful, and you can sit and look at them for hours on hours upon end, and yeah. perfectly perfectly composed and and put together. Yeah. And his texts, just to add to it, yeah. it, it has his uh, his humor as well. The British yeah. humor, it's uh, very uh, good. Uh, it's very enjoyable. Yes. Good, yeah, good, good sense of humor. So those are those are four wonderful, wonderful books. I've I've got one of them. I'll certainly be looking up a, a few more of them as well. So what are your plans for the future? Obviously, you mentioned you're maybe working on a on a second book. Um, and maybe you'll uh, get back over to these shores at some point when travel allows. Well, I mentioned uh, a new book. Yeah. Um, earlier on, I, I said that I have this small nature area here, my, my, my local patch, where yeah. I've been photographing for about 15 years now. Yeah. And well, that, that is my style of my way of, of doing landscape photography to 
um, to keep coming back to to the same area and yeah. to to it it forces you to find other ways of of interpreting the the landscapes because yeah. otherwise you'll you'll always make the same images yeah and i'm i'm really amazed that that you find new things you still keep finding new things and i would love to to make a book uh, from that on that area yeah and i i hope um, that i will be able to uh, to get it uh, partly funded because yeah. um, book making of books is, is getting uh, more expensive uh, each year, I think. Yeah, I don't, it's not getting any cheaper. And but at the same time, I don't know what it's like over in Holland, but certainly in the UK, there's there's a lot more a lot more companies have set up, particularly if you're producing smaller run and and smaller scale books. I think if you're still going for hardback books, it's it's still a bit harder. But certainly. The smaller scale books, there's certainly more options for people who are wanting to do smaller runs of fifty, a hundred on a on a smaller on a smaller fashion. But yeah, anything that's bigger, I think it's still it's still quite hard. And yeah, people pre-sales are obviously very popular in terms of just trying to pre-fund some of those costs. But um, but yeah, I, I look forward to look forward to following your work and um, seeing that book come to fruition at some point, hopefully in the in the next few years before you turn sixty. <laughs> <laughs> okay that's a nice uh dot on the new new dot on the horizon Don't, yes i'm sure it's a good few years <laughs> off so i hope the book's much 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 sooner than that dot in that horizon anyway but um but no it's uh, it's been a pleasure speaking to you michael thank you very much for giving me your your time and uh, i hope uh, i hope one day that we can uh, we can catch up um in person um, it might not I'm be. sure we will. I'm, I'm sure, sure we will. It might, it might not yeah. be this year, but it'll definitely be at some point. Um, and I'll be keeping an eye on the weather forecast for the high fins. <laughs> so, uh, I'll let you know when the time is right. That, that's fine. You, you give me a heads up and I'll, I'll pop over. But yeah, no, pleasure chatting to you, Mikael, and thank you very much. All right. Thank you very Cheers. much, uh, Ewan. And uh, well, till we meet again. Cheers. <laughs>